Welcome to the final episode of City of Threads. Having completed their journeys, all our journey leads and their travelling companions returned to Arnolfini, downloaded their audio recordings, and over a cup of tea, reflected on their experiences of travelling together and what had stood out for them about taking their journey. Here's Nikki. For me, this, when I say this journey, I'm not just talking about the, the walks that I went on with Rosa today, but this entire project, I, I have enjoyed showing my world to sighted people who haven't necessarily been around visually impaired people before. Anila and her travelling companion Katie. I've really enjoyed your company. Um, it's been it's been fun. I don't I don't know why I don't know why it's made such an impression on me, but putting my hand on that wall up at St Peter's Church and noticing that texture and how crumbly and flaky it was as I don't know, that's going to make quite an impact to me. Yeah, and it's probably something that you just look at up yeah. until that point. You've probably never touched it. And it's yeah. something that everybody knows. Yeah. Like first you're in the city, and then it's mm. actually like, if we all keep touching it, it might just disappear into no, dust. Yeah, yeah, it could. <laughs> it felt like it could. <laughs> Mark and his travelling companion, Letty. I guess, if I'm honest, I really didn't think we'd be moving as quickly as we were, which was nice. Um, and, yeah, the cane really does part waves. I really enjoyed it, actually. I like a good fast-paced walk <laughs> on a Saturday. My standout moment, I think, was just when we started to head towards the Arnolfini and we went down the steps and we were looking at the river and the, and the waterfall fountains. I think that was my favourite moment. I spend so, so, so many hours in this stretch of the city. Mm. It's nice to kind of think about it and see it in a different way and kind of tune into the noises. There's nothing nice in the sound of a waterfall, I think. Yeah. I've yeah. often just sat in parks and just listened to waterfalls. Yeah. Just love to sound of It's yeah. very relaxing. I don't, I'm not normally one for Zen moments or anything like that, but waterfalls always relax me. Waterfalls are the Zen moment. Yeah. Claire's travelling companion Esther, telling Claire what impressed her most about her guide dog, Sparkle. And one thing what stuck out into my mind actually was how Sparkle, um, Claire's guide dog, um, could find things just by like finding the nearest bench or, or would actually guide her perfectly the right route around the puddle. So there was a path for walking along what was full of puddles and Sparkle seemed to choose the perfect point around each puddle each time. That's because she's a perfect dog. <laughs> Marcus. Barrington's travelling companion. I think for me, one of the things that was quite significant was out of our conversation to realise all the things that you have to consider in terms of your journey, but also all the things that, that you do from memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and navigate Listen the city by, by, by memory and by listening yeah. and all the things that you took notice of um, that would just slip into my subconscious yeah. so I think from that because the thing I was thinking of was would I be able to remember all of this and hold it in my head in order to make that journey and I, I found I couldn't answer that question and say yes. Chris and Linda? So it's, yes, it's been a good journey. Uh, it was nice hearing about visual things that I, I wasn't aware of. And probably in the past when we've gone out, we've just gone out socially, probably we just chat about normal things. I, I probably don't describe things that are around us. So I, I, I notice them, but I never go and 
look at them or touch them. So again, that kind of brought that more uh, appreciation to me of what's, what's around me as well. So yeah, it's a, a really good experience. And Rosa talking about her journey with Virginia. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the pace that we went at. Um, it meant that I was able to like look around me a lot more and take things, absorb. Uh, but I also enjoyed finding the nook on Perro's Bridge. Yes, that was nice. it, was, it was really nice being able to stand on a bridge and look out to the water without feeling bustled past, you know, people pushing past me. Um, and it has, I would say it's been a privilege getting to know you a bit, Virginia. Um, it's been, yeah, I've really enjoyed spending time with you. Everyone was asked to consider what had changed for them or what they might do differently as they stepped back into the city and their own lives once more. Here's John's travelling companion. John. Well, first of all, it's totally new experience, trying to look at it from another person's perspective. Significant standout moments would be when uh, all of a sudden there'd be a a cyclist speeding by uh, that you, you didn't notice until you, you know, had to make a decision about crossing or whatever. What I noticed or learned from it was there are so many people going about their ways in their little bubbles and are totally oblivious to the things that are around them. Here's Amy, Jeff's travelling companion. But now I know a lot more because you've, you've taught me how you use your cane to find your ways around places that you know so well. Mm. And you've, you've taught me the noises of the canes and placements of your cane and how you use your cane just to basically get around. And yeah, my, I guess my perception has changed a lot. I know a lot more now. And Rosa, who'd been both Nikki and Virginia's travelling companion. I'm, I'm going to be as, as aware as possible now. Yeah, I'm going to pass on the knowledge that I've learned from these and, and guiding people and make my friends more aware of it as well than, you know, hopefully not just my friends, but I guess it depends if I can get to listen to me, doesn't it? <laughs> I could do this, this, uh, these workshops every day for the rest of my life, I think, and I think I'd learn something new every day. I might get quite tired, though, and need to sit down. <laughs> and finally, everyone was asked to let their imaginations run wild and think forward to 2040 and imagine what a future city, a city of inclusive design, a city with all their stories at its heart would be like. Add a bit of noise to a cycle, add a bit of noise to electric cars, but put the cars and buses up in the air like they're doing in China. Get it all up high and the pedestrians walk on the ground. Once we get the self-driving cars, ah. oh my God, it's going to transform the whole thing. I think the best thing that can happen is that people are not allowed to drive cars. <laughs> Leave it up to the algorithms. Leave it up to the algorithms. Car free? We just wouldn't have any cars. <laughs> because public transport infrastructure would be wouldn't. so in place wouldn't. that we don't need cars anymore. And also, guess what? Transport's free. <laughs> yes. Levitation boards. Levitation boards? What, like, um... Back to the future. So I think texture would definitely be something that is being used in different situations. So different textures would designate different areas, which would help to keep you, when you're navigating with your cane, even through the soles of your shoes, or you know what, 
zone you're in because of the texture of the pavement. It's working on people's attitudes and, and their perception of visual impairment and what they're prepared to do to assist. Inclusion, that's inclusion. my biggest word, yeah. my favourite word right now is inclusion. Yeah. Inclusion is a big, powerful word and it mm. just needs to get out there more. Although I don't believe in utopias, I hope that these small, conscious, incremental changes and people willing to listen to each other, really listen to each other, and really sort of root themselves in their communities. Mm. I'm a real believer in the fact that it's not the disability that's the problem, it's the, so, it's the society, the barriers, the social barriers that exist. Mm. So whether it's, you know, ignorance and people not knowing, not having the knowledge, fear. Um, and then on top of that, the people making decisions about what shared spaces, what should the, what should the sort of landscape look like. Blind bowling uh, pop-ups that you can have around town, in the centre and um, lots of green spaces, more trees, more birdsong um, and tactile water features, barefoot spaces where you could have different things underfoot that you could experience, have hand-holding circles so that you could have like a bit like a flash mob but it's a circle of people that's the best. It's about connection. About connection. Well, so you get that connection which we don't get yeah. in life yeah. that often, especially this because it's not my space, you know, yeah. 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 but we share space, we have to. Yeah. If you could just think of one word that sums up what this day has been like for you. Informative. Mm. Unbelievable. Full of possibilities. Memorable. Memorable. Very passionate. Good. People. Beautiful. Affirming. Illuminating. Memorable day. Uh, positivity. Fascinating microscope. Enlightening. Safer world, bring it on. Interesting and enjoyable. Freedom. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. We hope that as you come to the end of exploring the City of Threads podcast series, that these journeys have gone some way to revealing the city in a new or richer light, and that listening to people's stories that you might not otherwise have heard or considered has brought about a deeper understanding or a recognition of a shared experience, and that as all the threads that connect us become more tangible, they start to reveal a City of Threads tapestry of interwoven pathways, histories, stories and experiences, rich and vivid and resonant. I mean, one of the things I said on, in answer to the last question, if you like, um, I'm now in 2040, I've just got out of the vehicle that picked me up from home with a driverless vehicle, dropped me off where I wanted to go, in safety, in time. It's a free ride as well, because I'm disabled, but there you go. <laughs> I never thought that way. But um, I, I just sort of had a quick thought to myself, thank God for those people that worked with Pico Theatre back in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Having the vision to help put things as they should be.